Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to More Than a Season podcast with Ashley and Brittany. Join us as we walk through what life is like supporting someone within the sports industry. Real, authentic, behind-the-scenes look at what the support system experiences but no one discusses. Grab a drink, sit back, and listen because we are about to get real. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Stop listening. Press pause. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the ratings and reviews. Select five stars and give us a review. And if you're on Spotify, click our podcast page and click follow and download to listen to all of our episodes. Thanks so much. Enjoy this episode. Hello, hello. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We are back with another fun episode. We always love this time of the week because we get to meet new friends. And this is a friend of ours that we have met through social media world. And so we have finally connected and we're going to just hand it on over to her and let her introduce herself. Hi, how is everybody doing today? My name is Tremisha Joyner. My husband is Randall Joyner, and he is the defensive line coach now at more than a season's rival, Ole Miss. So we just finished up being at SMU for the last three years, and we are excited to see what Oxford has to offer us. So when we met each other on social media, we were trying to basically talk about this rivalry because people do not understand this school's rivalry until you're living in it. And so we didn't have any like, you know, sudden words before the podcast started. So we're being nice here on our rivalry. Wait till the fall. Yeah. No, I, I, told, I told Randall about it. And then he was like, oh, who's it with? And I was just like, their husband's coach at Mississippi State. He goes, oh no, you can't do that. <laughs> he's already, he's already had it ingrained in his brain. He knows, yeah. but okay. I want to, I want to go back to the beginning. So let's talk about how you and your husband met. And I just want to kind of hear about where you're from, where y'all are both from dating, all of that. So how did you get started in this lifestyle? Well, I am originally from California. I moved out here when I was 13 years old and Randall is born and raised Dallas, Texas. He would probably, if he could never leave Dallas, Texas, that's how much he loves it. We met right before our senior year of high school at a high school party. And through the Lord's mercy and his grace, he is the most amazing husband starting last year in July. So like I was saying, our journey started in high school. I had actually just gotten out of a relationship, a long one. So I'm going into my senior year. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm single. I'm a senior. I had everything ready to go to Clark Atlanta for college. That was the school that I was going to go to. So I knew boys were like a no-no, but you know, many people know this. Randall is very persistent in a good way. So, you know, after some time of hanging out with him, he did sweep me off my feet. It was like really weird because like, you know, homeboy took me to meet his mom on our very first date. So I was just like, oh, this may turn into something. So we continued dating through college. So I originally was going to go to Clark Atlanta, but before we graduated, we became very serious, you know, said those three little magic words. And so when he um, committed to SMU, I decided to stay closer and I ended up going to Texas Women's University. So he's at SMU. So he played at SMU as well as coached at SMU. We dated all through college. Closer to our end of um, college, I started to come about some mental health issues. And so, you know, through those mental health issues, as they began to surface, I unfortunately wasn't clear in the head. And, you know, I've, I've made some decisions that weren't okay. 
And so we had to step away from each other for a little bit and we came back together our senior year of college and start stepped into the coaching world together. Wow. Thank you so much for being honest and sharing that. I feel like, you know, sometimes that's such a taboo topic where people don't want to share you know, their troubles or things that they struggle with. But we appreciate all honesty here. So we appreciate you sharing that with us. And especially the fact that it brought you back together. Obviously, it's meant to be. And you guys are newlyweds. So I want to talk a little bit about being engaged during COVID and then having to like postpone your wedding. Let's hear all the struggles that you guys had to go through this past year. Yeah, as I was saying, you know, we are in with each other for 10 years. After college, he was a GA in Hawaii. So he went to Hawaii and I actually stayed back because I was still finishing school. So after one season in Hawaii, it didn't work out with the head coach there. So he came back home and then ended up going to be a GA at Ohio State, where I still stayed here because I was finishing school. And then, you know, with him just being a GA, he, as much as I wanted to live with him, he didn't think it was smart. You know, he goes, I don't bring home much money. You have the opportunity to graduate in Texas, to get a teaching job in Texas. He goes until, you know, it becomes full-time. He goes, I really think that's where you should stay. Well, it was really sad, but I'm kind of glad I did because then he ended up at SMU. So he ended up coming back home. Um, and then we got engaged. So whew, that was a lot of fun. You know, I'd waited a very long time for this as I'm sure he had. And then, you know, we had everything settled. The wedding planning was so fun. And then March hit of last year. And we were very optimistic. We were just like, you know, everything's going to get under control. We'll be okay. Like, I'm pretty sure like it was a shocker to you guys. Like, what is our world going through right now? And then it hit May to where we actually had to make the announcement that we were not going to have a wedding anymore this year. And I would have to say that that was one of the most devastating days at home. He tried all that he could to cheer me up, but you know, he just, he just couldn't. And he had to understand that, you know, he just, he can't at the time um, and gave me my space and we were able to, you know, work through it together. So we decided to get married anyways. We, you know, college at SMU, working at SMU, and it's just a beautiful campus. We were just like, why don't we just go get married out there? So I bought a $60 dress off Fashion Nova, and we went out there with just our closest family. Um, my grandparents still drove in from Florida, and his uncle married us out there because his uncle is a pastor. Our staff is such an amazing staff at SMU. What they did is they did a drive-by. So right after we got married, they all, the coaches and their families got in their cars and they drove by, left champagne, left gifts and celebrations. And that was very heartfelt because that was such a hard decision to make. I, I know that not every girl dreams of their wedding, but when you get engaged, there's like this like instant click of like, oh, instant planning mode. Like I am so excited. All this excitement builds. And then of course, like you can't control with what the world has thrown at you. So I just, I understand that it's so devastating, but I will say that it makes me so happy to know that you still were able to have that magic and have a ceremony with people that are so important to y'all. And that is amazing that the staff did something like that because that just shows truly their character of like a family atmosphere. I've seen with social media, you've got some rocking invites. So you are still going to have like a reception. So we what are. is that? Yeah. So we are this July, the same day. So it will be our one year anniversary. We are still going to have a full wedding. 
my dad didn't get to walk me down the aisle when we got married at SMU. So we are still having a full ceremony. Our bridesmaids, our groomsmen, you know, we're doing the whole shebang from top to bottom. That's um, what I so, would do. Yeah. I'd do that too. I would hundred percent. The wording is going to be a little different with, you know, the vows on how they'll be said, but you know, we are big fellowship people. Like a lot of people tell us like, you guys should have just gotten your money back and, you know, bought a house, which we did, but we are big celebration people. We are big fellowship people. You know, as I was talking about earlier, I had a lot of mental health struggles, you know, that I continue to work through. If it wasn't girlfriends that I had and my family, his family, his friends, we wouldn't have made it to where we are today. And we want to celebrate that with them. And, you know, we weren't going to let COVID take that away. That's so awesome. That gives me chills. I'm so excited for you guys. I'm excited to see pictures and everything. It's going to be so beautiful. So you guys, you guys did a lot of long distance and still continuing to do long distance. So we have a lot of people that do that. So I want to hear like your tips, your tricks. What do you guys, what have you found that works for you? Long distance is hard. I will say that without a doubt, you know, that's just going to be very honest about it. I actually, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with another girl on Instagram who does the coach's wife blog. And she had actually asked me to do, I wrote a blog with her about long distance and just how it's heavy. You know, we walked through our second difficult time of the season when he was at Ohio State and we had to continue with long distance. You know, he was doing all he could as a new coach. You know, he is up and coming. He is trying to make a name for himself and he was doing all he could for our relationship, but I couldn't help but constantly feel placed on the back burner. I know that he was not trying to do it. I know it was never his intention, but that's just part of this life. And so we had to take a minute away from each other. I needed to really see, can I handle this life? That is what I needed to see. Is this the person that I really can be with in this type of lifestyle? So, you know, we stepped away from each other for, you know, a little bit, like a month or so, and then stepped back together. And we just, honestly, we had a conversation and we talked about this and communication is going to be your best friend. I need to be able to tell him what I'm feeling, what I'm feeling like he's placing me on the back burner because they don't read our minds, you know? So when I bring that up front to him, we talk about and reflect, okay, how can we make this better? Or, you know, when I'm not being understanding of his job, he needs to be able to tell me that. So then I can sit back and reflect, okay, how can I be better at understanding this? Because, you know, coaches and their phones on 24-7. And so we had to really make communication a centerpiece. Another way that helped me through this is finding other women who are in the same boat as I am. It's really kind of hard. Your friends love you, but they don't understand and they can't understand because they're not in that position. And so it was really connecting with other women that are in this coaching world and a lot of prayer. A lot of sad times, you know, I, you know, I don't mind sharing this at all. Last night I was at home just watching TV and I got sad and, you know, I called him and I woke him up in the middle of the night, you know, upset and crying. And I'm just like, I'm sad. I miss you. And so he talked with me for a little bit, felt better. And then I went to bed. We've both done long distance. And so we definitely understand like there's, you know, you go through periods of time where you're like, this sucks, like I need and then you're busy. And then you know, you kind of forget about you don't forget about them. But you kind of like, okay, I've got my own thing going on. Was there like a time frame that you guys have found that works like, okay, we can only be apart for like, 
four weeks and then like I need to see you because I feel like that's kind of the struggle of long distance like you have to figure out like that time so when he was in Ohio I went down there two times a month beginning of the month and the end of the month and then I spent my entire breaks there so right now while we're doing long distance now I have had to go back twice a month as well just doing house stuff you know because we did buy we bought our first home this year out in Oxford, Mississippi. And so I go out there to do house stuff. This will be the longest time that we go without seeing each other. I went in the beginning of April and then I won't go again until May because like I said, we had that plan of I was going to go back for the spring game, but a loved one of ours took his last breath. And so I'm going to stay here for that instead. I had to kind of like battle with that a little bit because I was just like, oh my gosh, I miss my husband. I'm really about to go a month without seeing my husband. Like I really can't do that. But then you think about, well, why are you doing it? And so then that's just going to make it that much greater when I see him and I get there. I think that a lot of our listeners, I mean, we do too. We're constantly learning of like that communication piece, because I feel like if you do not have that communication from what we've found from all of our episodes, from talking to women is without communication, bitterness grows, and then you can become depressed. And then it just, it hits you so fast because you can put it off for a little bit and you're like, oh, it's just kind of lingers. And then all of a sudden it just like hits you so quickly. And you so, start getting mad at them for no reason. And then resentment builds. And it, cause we walked through that. Like I said, like after our first season in Ohio, I was so, I can't say anything because I know he's not trying to do it. Or I know he has to work hard. Or I know he has to do this. And I just wouldn't speak. I wouldn't speak. I wouldn't speak to the where I kind of just blew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think that it's just, it's a, a healthy balance in every situation that you get put in. It's like you move to a new location each time and you're like, okay, well this new chapter, I've got to kind of like figure out the new communication, but it always works when um, you sit down and have that conversation, which I'm glad that you and your husband do that very well. This is your first big move. So what was that like for y'all when you received that news and you're like, we're leaving? Like, what is this? Leaving SMU to go to Mississippi was the hardest choice he has ever. I mean, well, we didn't make the choice together. We had ever had to make. As I said earlier, Randall's born and raised Dallas, Texas. Loves it to pieces. Went to school at SMU. It was his dream to go back as a full-time coach at SMU, his honor honor, where he played. And, you know, you can't beat being back at home, your family being able to come to your games, you know, everything you need. I mean, we just love Dallas as a city as a whole. And so when the opportunity came and we got the call from Ole Miss, we actually got the call from Ole Miss last year. So Ole Miss wanted Randall last season, but you know, what was going on at SMU was really special. And so then they called again this season and we're like, okay, they're calling twice. Then we need to go, go see what it is, you know, go, go check it out. And so he did and he checked it out. He enjoyed himself. He came back and then he was just like, okay, now we have to sit and talk. He did. He want to stay at SMU and we just had to sit and talk about what is going to be best for him as a coach and for us as a family. I had never seen somebody so heartbroken when he actually had to make the choice to go to Ole Miss because of so much love he has for SMU, the SMU staff. These were his first players. These were his first guys. So to leave them, it took everything. He doesn't care if I share this either. I've never seen my husband cry so much. That is how much he loved being a part of this family and the guys that he had. I mean, I will say it over and over again. We love them so much. And they understood. They were great sports about it. 
And we had never been to Mississippi before. And so it's like really weird. Like my first time going to Mississippi is because I'm moving to Mississippi. Like, you know, like that is, I was just like, okay, wow. So once we made that decision to go, he signed a two-year contract. So we were just like, okay, well, what are we going to do living wise? So at first we thought to rent because we just don't know where our life will take us. And we had never bought before and we never thought we would buy a house in Mississippi. But, you know, because it is Oxford and it is a college town, the rental houses are, they're meant for college kids. So we started to sit and talk about, okay, I think we're going to purchase our first home. And Keith, our realtor, amazing guy out in Mississippi walked us through every step because we knew nothing and the staff has been great you know the coaches wives at Old Miss they took me in right underneath you know as soon as I got there they helped me with everything I needed they talked me through anything they said you're never bothering us come to us we're here to help you and they were and now we're settling into our very first home that's so exciting I'm so happy for you guys decorating has been fun I didn't know how expensive it was but it's definitely fun. When I go down there, I have a home that I go to. I was actually telling Kim uh, yesterday, I was like, you know what? I'm really jealous you're like living in our house right now as I'm still here in Dallas. Yeah, that's so fun. It's going to be fun to like mix your styles together and kind of make that house like actually yours and be able to like do projects or whatever your your heart desires. <laughs> Yes. And so I didn't say this earlier, but right now I currently teach kindergarten. I have been teaching for the last couple of years. So why I am still here is because I'm finishing the school year here. We did conversate, am I leaving with you right now? And as much as, you know, children are a handful, I want to finish the year with them. What are you going to be doing in Mississippi? Have you found something that you're going to be doing for your job? I am. I will actually will not have a job. I got accepted into Ole Miss's grad program. So I am going to go to graduate school at Ole Miss and my study is going to be a master's in clinical mental health because it's such a big part of my story. And I want to be able to give that support to people so they don't walk down some of the roads that I walked down because I didn't get the help that I needed. Now you get that opportunity to just do something for you, start new and just invest in what you want to do. And I think that's wonderful. I give praises to God all the time about it because before Ole Miss even came into the picture, Randall and I had to have the conversation of sitting down and me not continuing teaching after this year and going back to school. So we were actually having those conversations, but you know, I walked into the guilt trip of, I can't leave teaching. Like I have to teach, like that's what I'm supposed to do. I can't ever leave it. And so when Ole Miss came knocking and we actually have to leave, I'm just like, well, this is the perfect opportunity. It kind of took that guilt pressure off of me. of like, oh, we are leaving. So now I'm going to step into what I would like to do. Yeah, that's amazing. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about you kind of touched on the Ole Miss wives and how they've kind of taken you in. When you've been like away, and I know it's a little bit different because you're not physically there with him all the time at, the, at these other schools that you were previously at. How has the Coach's Wives community been previously? Because he was only in Hawaii for a very short time, I met one of the wives there that I would sit with at the games. And, you know, and that was just about it. Because I had only went to Hawaii one time. Because, I mean, that's a long trip. So I spent Thanksgiving out there. So I was in college. We had a two-week break for Thanksgiving. So I was just like, okay, well, that would be my time I spent in Hawaii. I only went to two games. I went to his very first game where he was actually playing Ohio State. 
So his very first game in the coaching world, they were playing Ohio State. So I flew to Ohio. That's a short trip. And then I went to Hawaii for Thanksgiving and went to a game out there. So then he went from Hawaii to Ohio State. And, you know, those coaches' wives were amazing. Again, they took me right in. Shelly Meyer was phenomenal, quickly added me to the email list because even though I wasn't there, she wanted me to stay up to loop of everything that was going on. She ran a tailgate on Saturdays and invited everybody and their families to join in so you could see how knit tight they were. Randall was under coach Larry Johnson and his wife, Chris, is phenomenal. Again, just like Shelly talked me into anything that I needed, she helped me get, you know, any information I was missing. I made a best friend that she is actually in my wedding. Her name is Liz and they're at Boston College now. But like Liz, like from the moment I stepped down there, never meeting me before she shows up at Randall's house and is like, are you ready to go? Like I'm Liz, you know, my husband's this. And she was like, let's go. We connected so well. Like I said, she's one of my bridesmaids, you know, she's my sister that I made. But the whole staff at Ohio State was amazing. That was a hard leave too. It was a little easier because we were going from GA to a position coach, but it was, you know, sad leaving that family. We made a real family there as well. I mean, we spent Christmases with them in hotel rooms. So then SMU and, you know, just as I was telling you guys before with our wedding, how close they were to us. Kate Dykes is, I mean, I, I can't even put into words how awesome she is as a head coach's wife. She's on top of everything. She does not let you feel unincluded at all. I always felt a little unincluded. Not that anybody made me feel unincluded, but I was Randall's girlfriend as everybody else were wives. So as soon as I got there, I was like, okay, well, everybody else on the SME staff, they're all married and I'm still Randall's girlfriend. And, you know, and Kate was just like, well, you need to throw that mindset out the window. She said, because you're going to get treated just like the rest of us. You're going to do just like the rest of us. She goes, as far as we know, as long as y'all have been together, she was just like, that is your man and that ain't changing. So, you know, they took that pressure off on me. Am I going to be treated the same way because I am his girlfriend and you guys are actual wives? So that was like a hard part mentally that I had to walk through myself, but they made it such an easy transition. We would have date nights with the coaches' wives where like one month, everybody's birthday that's in that month, we took an outing and we would all go eat together and pick a restaurant. You know, we'd go over Coach Dykes and Kate's house, like it was our own. They'd always have us over and, you know, we always hung out together. And so that was a hard leave too. There's two girls that, you know, are my sisters there now. They they are actually leaving SMU too, Kayla and Brianna. And, you know, we have our own group message and we, we were sisters. And so that was a very hard to leave them to. Their sons are in my wedding, you know, because that just that closeness we grew into like everywhere you go, you're going to take a piece of that school or somebody from another school with you. That's always going to remain heavy in your heart. I just kind of want to touch a little bit. I, that whole pressure of being a girlfriend, I'm just going to put it out there. Like, just, I feel like that should not be a thing anymore. Like we should just be focusing on, I'm going to go out there and say it. I'm probably stepping on toes right now, but I think that being a part of an organization where we are all going through so many different things, life changes, all these things, it should be looked at as one. Like we are one, one family, one unit trying to make it work trying to support each other so I think that's wonderful that you have had that experience of just being like we're going to set the record straight like you're in it we're all in it together so I think that that's awesome and you know when 
you, you know, have seen these different chapters and you've had all these different people, Brittany and I probably would never, ever meet in our life if we did not <laughs> go to Washington. And so it's just so crazy to see how that all, you know, mixes in. And I do want to ask, looking from this transition from SMU to um, Oxford, what is one thing you've kind of taken away and like grown with yourself, like something that you've personally grown with? That is a question that I haven't been asked yet. I would say patient. I would say patience is something that I've really grown with. One with our wedding, you know, and having to be patient for a whole nother year, but then just the moving, you know, transition, you know, the, the patience of, I don't even actually get to live in the same home as my husband right now. Like I really grew, that would have to be the word is patience because every day I just count down the days until I am back in Mississippi and actually staying in Mississippi. So having to pray through this, to work through this. And so that's how I think I've grown because I'm not the very patient person and I've had no choice but to be now. Yeah, we feel you there. <laughs> I was like, teach me, give me some of your lessons on that because I'm like not patient at all. I think being a kindergarten teacher kind of helped with that a little bit. <laughs> true, true. You have a leg up on people with the kindergartners. That's crazy. So we ask this question every single time, but if you could go back in time and tell your younger self something, just starting out in this journey, one thing that you've learned besides patience, what would it be? Well, I touched on communication already. I touched on patience and grace. Give yourself grace, give your husband, your significant other, whatever they are in this coaching world, give them grace as well. They brought you along with them because they want you along with them. And yes, not all the time they're going to show it. Football gets heavy. Ohio State was crazy. His hours were insane. And even when I flew to Ohio, I still never saw him. And that's why I really had to make friends there is because like he still didn't get off till one, two o'clock in the morning. You know, it was very different. But Grace, you know, he's not trying to neglect you. He's not trying to act like you don't exist or you don't matter. You know, his plate is just really full. But then also they have to give us grace too, that we understand that you're not trying to make us feel this way, but you can't tell people how to feel and how not to feel. Emotions are going to happen. So, you know, giving grace on the other end too. So that if I could tell my younger self, it's grace on both ends. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful answer. And I really just, I want to, I know we've said it a couple of times, but I just praise you for just being so open and honest with everything, because that's how I feel like with this podcast, we were trying to help other women is just let everyone know there's not this perfection, you know, title that we all have to hold. So I, we appreciate having you on and just sharing your story. And I'm sure that, you know, there will be many more future episodes that we can chat and we'll see you in the fall. So that is I'm excited about that. That's going to be a fun one. And I was just like, you know, it's so crazy how big this world is, but then how small it is. Yeah. We might not be as nice in the fall. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I can take one day. (laughs) We're coming down to where you guys are, aren't we? Yeah. Yep, you are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, this journey 100% is a crazy one. And, you know, if you're not in it, you really can't understand it the way us women that are in it every day. I applaud like moms that are in this world, you know, how they do it with having children and having that piece up. You know, we don't have just yet. And so I'm excited to continue to grow. I know that I will continue to lean on other coaches' wives as I learn myself. And it's exciting. It's it's fun. It's hard, but it's fun. And it's very rewarding. And, you know, I'm excited for all the things that are ahead. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And to everyone that is listening out there, we will see you next time.
Thank you, ladies. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this interview on More Than a Season podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at more than a season underscore women's guide for the latest updates. You can also follow our personal Instagram accounts at Ashley M. Kramer and Britt Labby. We would love it if you would download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. Thank you so much. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.